Hi, and welcome to the Business Talk Podcast, presented by Cullen Investment Group. Hello, today is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. My name is Ryan Cullen, and this is the Business Talk Podcast. I uh, just wanted to say hi. I know it's been a while since we last recorded an episode. Uh, we've been very busy, but excited to talk about new things that are going on in the market. So there's a couple things I wanted to cover today. I probably will start doing the podcast again more frequently. But today I figured I would talk about GameStop and the whole Reddit frenzy. And talk about just current market conditions. So for those that don't know, I'll give you a quick recap of the GameStop frenzy that was fueled by Reddit. So essentially, a bunch of people on this Reddit board called Wall Street Bets, which is something I'm actually a part of. It's it's not because I do what they do. It's just so I don't end up on the wrong side of a trade or anything. Uh, but they essentially saw that a particular hedge fund, well, several hedge funds, but a particular hedge fund had a huge short position in GameStop, and you know when you are shorting, you have to eventually buy back those shares. And so what they orchestrated was essentially pumping the stock's price up by buying it, and then also not selling it. So uh, these Melvin Capital was the was the primary hedge fund, but they were trying to buy back the GameStop shares that they had already sold because they were short selling, and you know, no one was selling their sh- their shares, and that caused a short squeeze. And you know, it went from you know a few dollars in the you know single digits to teens to you know almost five hundred dollars at one point. Uh, and Melvin Capital lost billions of dollars, and you know was possibly declaring bankruptcy. And let me just say that I loved this every second of it. While I didn't invest in GameStop because you know I, I I knew GameStop was not a good long-term investment, and that's really what I look for. Um, I still loved that these you know individuals who were just on the computer on the internet were able to orchestrate such a large-scale short squeeze and have a big hedge fund be on the losing end. I mean that is pretty great. I think that it it definitely taught these hedge funds a lesson, not just in, you know, the power of retail investors, but in risk management. You know, I think they learned a valuable lesson about how when you short something, your losses can be technically infinite. I mean, if the stock goes up a bajillion percent, you're on the hook for that. Um, And... You know, a lot of that was they were greedy, and you and you find out that they were shorting. Uh, the sh- the shares flo- the shares shorted was 140 percent of all shares afloat. Like so, imagine imagine that you have a company and 140 percent of it is has already been sold technically, right? Or those shares have been borrowed and been sold. Well, of course the the price is going to go down and. and GameStop obviously had a quite low price, but 140%, and that is a very large short interest. And, you know, 
you pay these analysts hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars, to do risk management, and you let that one slip through the cracks, and then don't even get me started with AMC or you know Sundial Growers or all these other things that they were uh, pumping essentially because there was a large sh short interest. They were causing short squeezes. And I was, you know, I was pretty upset with Robinhood and the way they responded. Obviously, I would never invest in GameStop, but people have a right to. And Robinhood essentially suspending trading of these stocks like GameStop and AMC and these, these other stocks. Nokia is another one. But you suspend trading, it allows these hedge funds to close out their position and... and you know, and no, they didn't even suspend trading. That would have honestly been better. What they did was they cut off one end of the order book. They they only allowed you to sell the stock, uh, which is somehow legal, I guess. I don't think that is, but um, they, of course, when you cut off one end of the order book and you can only sell, and there's way more sellers than there are buyers because they won't let you buy it, the price is going to fall, and it's going to fall a lot, and that's what happened um, and meanwhile these hedge funds were able to not only buy back their shares but they were also immediately able to short sell the stock again which is wrong I mean that that's they've had you know hearings about this with the the House Financial Services Committee and it seemed like this was the first time that Republicans and Democrats really saw eye to eye on an issue for since I don't know when, you know, if when Donald Trump Jr. and Ted Cruz and also AOC all think that this is wrong, something's probably wrong. And there were all these conspiracies, and I don't know how true they are. I guess only time will tell. Um, but there are some uh, sort of interesting aspects, you know, like uh, Citadel, which, you know, is, is Robin Hood's uh, largest revenue source, you know, they pay for order flow, when they make up about 40% of your revenue, and also you're an investor in Melvin Capital, well, there's incentive there to say, hey, cut off the order flow so we can rebalance or close out our position, which some people say happened. Um, and I'm not saying that did or did not happen, but I'm just saying there's a bunch of conflicts of interest there um, that definitely need to be looked into and are being looked into by the House Financial Services Committee and SEC regulators. So we will have to see how that situation unfolds in the time to come. I will say I think that this is possibly a turning point in the way you know we look at retail investors. Before this, they weren't really seen as much of an impact. It was mainly... Um, institutional investors, so hedge funds, um, you know, mutual funds, you know, index, ETS, whatever it may be. And retail investors didn't really have much of an impact on everyday prices of equities. Well, with the exception of maybe like a Tesla or like other popular stocks with retail investors. But this shows that, you know, they can really band together and and affect the price of a stock and, and really, you know, hedge funds and Wall Street, I should say, made these rules uh, and they've been playing by the rules for a long time and they lost to a bunch of 
people on Reddit. They lost at their own game. I will say, unfortunately, the you know the market is pretty efficient, and you know as of now, they have uh, you know these these algorithms and these uh, and actual people uh, that work for these hedge funds that are are roaming through Reddit to make sure that they are not on the wrong side of a Reddit trade or a short squeeze like this again. Um, so we may not see something uh, to the the Reddit or ANC um, extent again in our lifetime. Uh, but it was really cool while it happened. I, I was all for it, and uh, I'm excited to see if there's a new way other than Reddit that they sort of uh, orchestrate these going forward. I will say I had a lot of people reaching out to me in the days we uh, following the GameStop debacle, and they were like, "Can should I invest in GameStop? And my answer to all of them was no. Ask yourself that question again. Like, what are you thinking? You know, when you look at GameStop, will they be around in two years? Well, before this whole debacle, and they were able to do, uh, you know, raise additional capital, like, there's a good chance that they're bankrupt in two to three years. Uh, but when there's, you know, this bubble, and there's this short squeeze, um, and there's, you know, a pump and dump, there's always people that are going to get hosed. And it's never the institutional investors because they're smarter, typically, um, than, you know, the retail investors. There was someone or some people who typed the order to buy at $483. Um, and since then, they've lost over 90% of their money. So was it a good buy? No. Did some people make a lot of money? Do I know people that made you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this, on GameStop, yes, but they got lucky, um, that's really not how investing works, the whole GameStop thing was not investing, but I was still all for it, the original people that got in on GameStop and initiated the short squeeze, um, were, you know, were smarter, they outplayed the Wall Street, so, but the people that saw the price go up, you know, 100%, 200%, and were like, I want to jump on board and see if I can ride this and maybe try to sell it before it goes down, those are the ones that lost big. So I would just warn you not to be that person. And, you know, if you were that person, you know, that it's a good lesson. It's probably humbling, but, you know, we'll see what happens in the future when it comes to the role of retail investors. And I, because I am excited to see them play in uh, a more important role in, in, in moving the market. So that's all I actually had today. I was going to talk about market conditions, but I figured I would separate that into its own episode. But thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it, and I look forward to uh, talking with you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk Podcast presented by Cullen Investment Group. Make sure to check out CullenInvestmentGroup.com and sign up to get notifications about new episodes. Make sure to like and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Thank you, and we will see you next week.